church. Welcome. So glad. Well, wait, not so glad to see you. I'm glad you could see me. I'm praying that you're safe and, and dry and warm this morning or afternoon or whenever you're watching. Uh, but miss you all. Love you. Can't wait to get back together again. I know this is crazy time, but we practiced this for how many months earlier in 2020? So like John said, thanks to technology, to flexibility, whatever, we're, we're not going to miss a beat with any of this. So we're going to continue in James, and today we're looking at Abraham and Abraham's faith. And today's message is true faith of Abraham. So turn with me to James chapter 2, and we're going to be reading 21 through 24 and we're going to take a look at Abraham's faith and how that is going with James' work of faith without works is dead. Faith, Our faith needs to have works. There needs to be evidence and proof that we have this faith in Jesus Christ. So reading in verse 21 to 24 says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. So taking a look at Abraham and his faith and, and all that he did, and, and his whole story is Genesis 11 through about 25, and it was amazing the journey that Abraham went on with God and that faith growth process that we kind of see. And James is able to go back to that point when Abraham was about to, to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar because in obedience to God, because God had asked him to. That takes an amazing amount of faith to trust God knowing that he has a plan and it might go against everything that Abraham believes and has in his, in his mind. But this faith is amazing. So let's take a look. And this first phrase of, was not Abraham our father justified by works? And we've been working through that. Paul talking about works uh, of the law does not save us. And we don't have faith by works of the law. And we've looked at how works... Is comes out of our faith, but now it says to be that Abraham was justified by his works. Well, we know that's not, he didn't get saved by his works. The justification comes in his faith, and out of that true faith comes works that he is doing. And that word justifies to show, to prove to be right, uh, prove to be reasonable. There is proof of his faith. Even the word vindicate. Uh, free from allegation or blame. Uh, so here is Abraham's faith being proven by what he his relationship with God was. And the Greek word is means its standard meaning is to declare righteousness or to be righteous, to show one to be righteous. And you know what happened last week. Right, we talked about if if you have a relationship with someone, you love someone, you've got to you've got to show them. And I talked about Carrie. So guess what happens after service last Sunday? I get a text from my wife, "Hey, honey, bring home the Dove chocolate and a bouquet of flowers." 
So I knew she was watching. And of course, I have no issues going to get my wife chocolate and, and flowers any day. But I left church. I went to the store. I found the, the bag of Dove chocolate. She likes the milk chocolate. Uh, the bouquet of flowers with a couple of roses in there. Beautiful bouquet, especially during this dreary time. It was a great, it was a, a, a beautiful bouquet. Went home, put it in a jar for her, cut the ends and put the weird, whatever that mix is to keep it healthy. Of course, I don't think that really works. <clears throat> but I feel like the, the flowers are going to last longer, so we'll see. Uh, but I did that out of an act of love for Carrie. And, and granted, she asked, and granted, I told all of you I was going to do it. But even doing it on my own. That's an outward action and an outward proving of my love for Carrie. And that's what James is talking about. So my love for Carrie was justified by that action of going to go get her chocolates and flowers. And so that's where James is. If Abraham has this relationship with God, many times throughout his life he had to trust God. But especially this moment of having to sacrifice his son out of obedience to God, shows amazing faith. Um, and it's a faith that is rooted in his relationship with God and his love for God. So how is Abraham justified by works when he had already been justified by faith? And if you look at Romans chapter 4, the whole chapter talks about Abraham. He's mentioned in Hebrews 11, and we'll, we'll get to a couple of verses in that. Let me read to you Romans 4. And this is verses 1 through 3. It says, What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say that Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness? So James used that same phrase. Paul uses this in Romans. This comes from Genesis chapter 15 of this experience where God's promise to Abraham and that he, Abraham believed and he, it was counted to him as righteousness. So not by works of the law, but by faith alone. And by faith, he was justified before God and his righteousness declared. And that phrase that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness, like I said, came from Genesis 15 and that word righteousness in the Greek, it's very similar, the root word of justify. And so we have this theme of being found right. And this the righteousness in, in the definition I found said, the state of him who is as he ought to be. So the state of him who is as, as he ought to be. And I like that picture of when we are sinners in our sin, we are not how we should be. We are not in relationship with God, in a right relationship with God. It took Jesus Christ and his shed blood and as a sacrifice to pay for those sins, to for him to rise again, to conquer sin and death, that allows us to be back into a right relationship with God when we ask Jesus to be Lord and Savior of our life and know that he did that and believe that Christ died for our sins. So by the shed blood of Christ Jesus, we are made right. We are back to where we ought to be. And I love that picture of righteousness. And then counted. I came across this uh, illustration 
of counted as a legal legal term, a legal term, a financial term to put into one's account. So here's Abraham, a sinner whose spiritual account was empty. And there's nothing there. With sin there, we've talked about the holiness of God. If we have one sin in our account, then that account is is worthless to God. But God's righteousness counted into our account obliterates all sin and covers all of that. So Abraham's spiritual account was given righteousness by God, and that made him right with God to receive it as a free gift, by the way. Abraham didn't earn that righteousness to be put into his account. It was given to God or given by God and God alone. He was declared righteous by his faith and justified by his faith. But then James is using this justified by work. So let's take a look at what actions and what works that Abraham was a part of and what he did. And this picture of his faith with works together hand in hand, Abraham's faith was active and it was completed. Uh, looking at verse 22. And the works that he was justified, he was justified before men of his righteousness. So we already know that he has faith alone and faith in, in God without works and not needing works. But out of that true faith comes works. And we see that, and then it's proven to those around him. There's evidence of the faith of Abraham to those who see his fruit and his work. And if you think about it, no other person was there at the sacrifice of Isaac. Uh, And so we have it in written form. We have the story now so that then we can all learn from that and understand the true amount of faith that Abraham had. And this act proved that this faith was true. So let's work through this, that faith is active and that faith was completed. And faith is an act of faith. We've talked about works. We've talked about fruit. We've talked about evidence and proving. It takes some outward action of our faith to show that we are Christians, to show that Christ Jesus is Lord of our life. And this perfect relationship of faith and works is all through James. And we've looked at that and we're going to look at it more. How important it is to understand that there's got to be a transformation in our life because of our faith. And Abraham was not saved by faith plus works, but a faith that works. Write that one down, Debbie. I know you're taking notes. Faith, not saved by faith plus works, but by a faith that works. And going back to Genesis 11 to 25, and there are so many opportunities of Abraham and situations that he had to trust God. A couple of highlights, and I want to kind of parallel it with Hebrews chapter 11. So turn with me to Hebrews 11. And one of the situations at the beginning of Abraham's time was that God told him to leave. Leave his his homeland and go to a land that he didn't know about. Uh, to go to Canaan and to go to this new land, this foreign land. And he was obedient. Hebrews 11.8 says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. Get this. And he went out not knowing where he was going. How much 
faith do we have for God to say, hey, Randy, I need you to go here and you just need to start going. Like pack up the house, get Carrie and the guys um, all packed up in the U-Haul, start driving, and then I'll kind of let you know where to go. Like Abraham didn't know where he was going, but trusted God enough to say, I'm all in. Wherever you want, God, I'm all in. Are we ready to do that in any situation that God has? Just trust me, take this first step, and then he's going to guide and lead us. We may not know the end game. If you're like me, God, I want the whole blueprint. Like, I want the whole GPS printout. I want to know exactly where I end up. But God usually doesn't work that way, does he? And so Abraham was all in from the beginning. And then Abraham had hope in God's big plan, this plan for a heavenly city. Hebrews 11, 9, and 10 says this, By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And his hope, he knew that there was a city that was going to be built by God. He knew of the promise. He knew that there was something to look forward to that God was creating uh, that would be fully glorifying to God. And we know that and we have that sight before us of heaven, of the perfect city that, that God built and that is ready for us, that a place is being prepared for us. Are we holding on to that hope? Are we holding on to that promise and knowing that the chaos, the craziness of this world who knows what it's going to bring, but I know where I'm going. And what an amazing extra just confidence and hope that we have in God in our relationship with Jesus Christ because of that. And then we have the situation of Abraham and Sarah being promised a child. And then a long time goes before Sarah's pregnant to the point that it becomes humorous. That Sarah and Abraham are kind of laughing about it because at this point, Abraham's about a hundred years old. And Hebrews 11, 11 shares this. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. So here's even Sarah's faith of knowing that God promised something and he's going to keep his word and they hold on to that. And then when God asked him to offer Isaac his son, who he wanted, who he waited for a long time as a sacrifice. So crazy enough to sacrifice your only son, but this is a son that Abraham and Sarah had been waiting a long time for and was part of a promise. So Hebrews 11, 17 through 19 recalls this. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which figuratively, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. And so here is the picture of Abraham with this, this assignment from God to sacrifice Isaac. And, and all faith went ahead with the plan. And God interrupts him, interrupts him, provides an offering. 
And we know that Isaac didn't end up having to be sacrificed, that God provided the sacrifice. So imagine Abraham's faith being justified when God comes to him and says, that son I promised you, I want you to sacrifice him. I want you to kill him on an altar and devote him to me. And Abraham said, okay, I trust you. I trust you that even though it doesn't make sense why you would do that, that you will still fulfill your promises despite these appearances. And so this faith of Abraham was so strong. And coming out of Hebrews, all of Hebrews 11 shows these great characters of the Old Testament who had faith. But if you notice, it was situations that they had in their faith and an action, an outward choice that they had to make in obedience to God and in their faith. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Moses took God's people and left Egypt. And all through chapter 11, I encourage you to read that and look at this faith chapter of these men and women who trusted God and did anything and everything that God wanted them to do out of their faith. D.L. Moody has a quote that he said often, said, every Bible should be bound in shoe leather. And here's this picture of this word is amazing to read and study and to, we could spend hours and decades and in, and in, in our lifetime trying to understand the words of scripture. And we need to be all in with that. But it, it causes us to move. It causes us to have action. It causes us to have fruit. And so I love this picture of every Bible should be bound in shoe leather. Because there is something for us to do. God has an assignment, a plan for our life. And we talked about that. That he has a plan through whatever situation for us to have our faith tested and tried. And for us to prove our faithfulness to God. And he will always be faithful with all all who he is. And through the act of Christ Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit. So let's not have our faith be like these that we read in Titus. And let me read to you a couple of verses from Titus. One is in 1.16, says, They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him. I don't want to be that Christian. And then Titus 3.8, This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things, so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. So Abraham's faith was real. Abraham's faith was active. And we see that in his life. And we see that as this, this person that God trusted and had amazing, tremendous promises for Abraham. And in his faith, he was obedient to God. And then it says that Abraham's faith was completed to complete the finished product. Uh, our faith growth process, there's a process. Our faith isn't completed. It's not done yet until our time on earth is done. There is an end process. And that end is going to come when we hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. And this picture of completed, a completed faith. And this takes us back to James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. This says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, 
and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. James is saying that Abraham's moment of faith all those years ago, years ago withstood the test of time. His willingness to offer his son, who he loved dearly, but not as, as dearly as God and his that relationship that Abraham would have with God. Abraham didn't just believe in God. He loved him. He followed him and was faithful all the way to the end. Go back, if you want, with to Romans chapter 4. And Romans chapter 4, like I said, is this whole chapter on Abraham. Let me read to you this amazing relationship that God the Father wants with us. Romans 4, 20 to 25 says, No unbelief, and this is about Abraham, No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake. Are you ready for this? It wasn't just for Abraham, but for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. Wow. Like, it's amazing what Abraham went through. It's amazing this faith that we see. And it was counted to him as righteousness. But then we get to be part of that. Like that same God is our God that Abraham Abraham had. Christ Jesus is at work in our life. The Holy Spirit is moving in our life. And we are justified in our faith. And out of that faith comes these works that show this love that we have for God. And our faith is made complete. And we need to be faithful to the end. And then this phrase that Abraham was a friend of God. That's an amazing picture. And it is not this, oh, you know, it's a nice little friendship. And God just kind of, you know, it does not diminish God. It does not diminish God that we are a friend of God. This is a picture that James is talking about. This is a picture that Paul talks about that we see throughout scripture. This is a God that loves and adores us so much that it's not just a, you're a sinner. I'm holy. You need to be right. I'm going to send my son Jesus to die on the cross. Get right. And then, then you'll be right with me. And then I'll see you in heaven. No, he's all in with us. He is all in. Father, Son, Holy Spirit in our lives to the point that, yes, there needs to be awe and reverence. We talked about that to be fearful of God, but there's a tenderness. There's a beauty in our relationship with God that is a friend, that is someone who comforts us and protects us. And that is a beautiful, amazing relationship, knowing that Abraham was called a friend of God. We can be called a friend of God. In John 15, 14, Jesus talked about friendship with him and obedience with him. John 15, 14 says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. So there's this intimate, quiet, small, personal relationship that we have with God that is, is, is precious to him. Because we are precious to him and we are precious in his sight. And knowing that to be a friend of God, he loves and adores us so much. 
this last part of verse 24 says a person is justified by works and not by faith alone and understanding that this true faith that we talked about that we have work on we have this process to get through we're all in this together but what a beautiful reminder of even back in abraham's time that god was all in that god loves us so much that he needs us right because he can't have anything to do with our sin. But through Christ Jesus shed blood, we our sins are forgiven. And we are made right in God's sight. And there is a relationship that immediately is who we are as Christians. And out of that relationship, how does that not ooze out of everything that we do, everything that we say, how we act, how we treat others, what our attitude is in our hearts and our minds. I did that backwards, but yeah, this is what James is talking about. True faith transforms our life to glorify God in all things, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind in Christ Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to take over. Are we there yet? Not even close, but we've got to continue to pursue him in all things and allow him to do a work in our lives. And I'm so glad I'm in this with you. I'm glad you're with me as we continue to pursue and run after God in our relationship and to work together on this faith and to grab those around us who have no clue who Christ Jesus is and share with them and grow together and continue to reach this lost world for Christ Jesus and to continue to glorify him in all things that we do. Please pray with me. Father, I thank you for this time that we have together to, to continue to dig in and work through James uh, and this picture of Abraham and his faith and his obedience and his pursuit of you no matter what just blows our minds. Father, I pray that we have opportunities to pursue you and to look for things in our life that are blocking our time with you, that are blocking our our love for you, sins that we need to deal with relationships that we need to mend and to make better. Father, I pray as a church that we continue to glorify you and look for ways to continue to serve you and shout the name of Jesus from all of our the hilltops and everywhere that we go. Thank you for loving us so amazingly. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.